You are now listening to the Q&E Podcast. Is this what you want? Huh? Is this what you want? We're coming in again, What's up, everybody? You are listening to the Q&E Podcast, and you're here with your boy Q Hicks right now. And I got Edgar on the other line. Edgar, tell the people what's good. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Q&E Podcast. We got some good stuff for y'all today, man. The NBA Finals are done. Warriors closed it out in six, as I predicted. Everybody else was saying this shit was going seven. I've been saying since um uh before the finals even started, Warriors again and done in six. But we got that coming for y'all. We got some other NBA news, some NFL news. We got a couple of topics for uh current events and entertainment today, and we you know we're gonna close it out with Pastor August. Yeah, man, it was a slow week in that entertainment world. A whole lot of politics. Yeah. We ain't getting in all of that bullshit. So yeah, but we got a lot of music. We got a lot of music Dang. news too, because that Beyonce and that Drake just dropped. So yeah. we definitely gonna dive into those as well. So it, it, it's a lot of repetitive politics going on. Ain't even that much new stuff being talked about. For real, for real. But the first thing we got to dive into, obviously, is the NBA Finals recap because that was one hell of a finals, man. Uh, the Warriors ended up taking the cake, defeating the Boston Celtics in six games. And we all just have to look at Steph Curry, bro. I think that has to be the main takeaway after watching that finals, bro. Obviously, he got his first finals MVP. He averaged over 30. Uh, he had help from Wiggins, Clay Thompson. He got a lot of help, but uh, Steph Curry has to be the main focus point. And what is your biggest takeaway from everything that he has accomplished so far in his career and why is this such a big moment for him moving forward? I think this is a big moment for him moving forward just because he's finally in that room and he's able to sit at that table now when it comes to the greatest of the greats who have finals MVPs and whatnot. So I, I think he's he's closed that door on that conversation now. People can stop saying, you know, he doesn't have a finals MVP. So is he really even in that GOAT status yet, I think Steph Curry finally closed the door on that. I've been seeing people over the last five to seven days having all these, is he top 10 conversations and whatnot. Let me go ahead and say this. Steph Curry has been a top 10 player for at least the past five years now. Y'all wasn't saying that before this chip. Y'all wasn't saying that before this chip, bro. I don't think y'all was saying that before this chip. Oh, I may not have said it, but I knew it. Y'all had him borderline, but I don't oh, no, think y'all I had have, him certified top ten. He was certified now. Curry was borderline. Curry was certified top ten. I, mm. I never, I never said it. I never even indulged in the conversation because I thought this was a general consensus answer. That he Steph was Curry, borderline. We can't, we can't say he's the greatest three point shooter of all time, and he's one of the best scorers, period, of all time, and he revolutionized the game, but he's not top ten. That, that doesn't even make sense. That can't even be in the same conversation. The person who that's completely him, changed the game, bro. The person who literally changed the way basketball is played and turned it to a completely no, positionless mean, sport is not a top 10 player. Yes, for the past five chip, years, bro. in my eyes, in my eyes, Steph Curry, over the past five years, he's been top 10. And let me go ahead and say this. Stop putting Larry Bird in y'all top 10s, bro. Larry Bird is not a top 10 player anymore. I hate the fact that Larry Bird is still put in these conversations because he's not better than KD. He's not better than Giannis. Giannis may not have the accolades Larry Bird has yet, but we know just based off of the eye test alone, Giannis Antetokounmpo is a way better player 
than Larry Bird ever was. And he's going to have just as good a Oh, okay. let's calm down, bro. Let's let's tone it down, bro. You. You're disrespecting somebody who really built this game now, bro. It was him and Magic who saved the league. I'm you talking gotta off of, you gotta off of the eye test, eye test alone, Giannis is a more dominant player than Larry Bird. It, it's not Come cool. on, bro. I think that's more so I'm recency bias. And we are, you are, grew up in the 2000s era. But if you grew up in the 80s and seen Larry Bird, you, he was the most dominant person of his era, him and Magic. So you can't say, oh, Man. just because we got the eye test, the niggas are more athletic. Like, Larry Bird KD. wasn't like that. KD better than, than Larry Bird. Put Larry I agree. Bird versus, I agree. Put Larry Bird versus KD one-on-one. We know who winning this matchup every time. Every single I agree, matchup. but we still got to respect our elders at the end of the we day. We can respect the elders. I ain't, ain't saying he's trash. I'm just saying Larry Bird is not a top 10 player anymore. He could definitely still be top 20, even top 15. But Larry Bird is not one of the 10 greatest basketball players to ever touch a basketball. He's not in the top 10 anymore, bro. He's just not. Steph, not no more. LeBron, KD, MJ, Shaq, um, what you call it, Kareem, Magic, Tim Duncan and who's uh who's my tenth? I'm missing somebody right now. Miss Steph? You put KD? You miss somebody? I put Steph. I put KD. Who the hell am I missing right now? I'm missing somebody. Kareem? Bill Russell. I had Bill Russell in there. Oh, I had man. Bill Russell. Okay. Bill, He's not see, better Bill than Russell's another person I kind of scooped to the back too. I don't know. Oh, I, no. I would put him I, top I, ten. No, I gotta have a lot Bill of people in there. put him up there because of the championships. But come on, bro. It's a lot 11, of people that can be above uh, eleven chips. The first black player slash head coach and the first See how you respecting him but you ain't time? respecting Larry. How he you respecting him but you ain't respecting Larry. He's the first player head Larry coach killed, and the first Larry black player Larry was dominating the game. This nigga Bill Russell was going up against nigga he was nine inches taller than just laying the ball up and blocking. I, I, ain't, I ain't saying he had the top of the 10 list. <laughs> I definitely put Bill at number Man, 10. I would put Bird above Bill. High key. Now, now I see put, I don't uh, that that's the argument. Now that's the argument. But e- either one of them players, Bill Russell or Larry Bird, if you put them in the top ten, they're no higher than number ten. Damn. But I think Steph did definitely solidify himself top ten. I think he's now. I think he's jumped all the way to borderline top five. If you call Steph a top five player, I can't argue with you because now he's up there with the Tim Duncan's. He's up there with the Kobe's. He's up there with the Magic's right now. And don't let that nigga get another one because if he get another one, we gotta have a real conversation, bro. A real conversation that y'all don't want to have, but I'm gonna say that conversation <laughs> for a little later in this episode. I want to get back to the NBA finals. But I, a bit. I can't argue that. I, huh? I I really wouldn't. I wouldn't argue that conversation. Like you said, we'll get into it later. Yeah, we'll, we'll I, get I, into I wouldn't. It. I wouldn't argue that conversation because I, I keep telling y'all, it's only two people that will let y'all get away with saying better than Brian, and that's MJ and Kobe. If Steph won another one, that's one more person, just one more person. <laughs> that I would not argue that against. I really wouldn't. <laughs> But just to finish up this this uh, NBA Finals talk, I do want to talk about the Celtics because obviously the Warriors won, so they should get all the praise. Definitely shout out to Andrew Wiggins because he had his coming out party, had one hell of a series guarding and offensively. Klay Thompson came all uh, midway through that series. Jordan Poole had a good game toward the end. Everything came to Draymond ended up stepping up. Looney, like all of these boys about to get paid too, which is crazy. And I think that's another thing we got to talk about uh, with the Warriors, are they bringing everybody back? Because if we think about the money that the Warriors are paying right now, they're paying Steph damn near 50. Steph is about to be a free, or not Steph, but Clay is about to be a free agent like in a year. You got to pay Wiggins this summer. 
You got to pay pool this summer. Draymond is coming up where you have to give him a new contract. I'm pretty sure you want to bring back Looney, but Looney might get the boot. It's like you got to sign a lot of niggas to keep this championship roster intact, but they, they roster does have a lot of young boys that could play a big role. So how do you feel about that? Do you feel like they could let some people go like Wiggins or like Poole to just develop the younger players? The Warriors are deep as hell into the luxury tax. Like they're three hundred plus mil into the luxury. The luxury, tax. the and salary cap is one fifty, bro. <laughs> and they're gonna find a way to still make this work, which is why I've been saying for like two years, bro. The, don't be surprised within the next five to ten years if at least the NBA. Now I was stretching it saying the NBA and the NFL, but at least the NBA along with the MLB will not have a salary cap within the next five to 10 years. Like, even with just $5, not $5, five-year deals, they can't do the 10-year, 12-year deals anymore like how they used to way decades ago in the NBA because they've seen how it's not as beneficial as with baseball, so they had to shorten it to five-year max contracts. But they're still going to find a way to not have a salary cap anymore because there's no reason – why the Warriors should be this deep in the damn luxury tax and nobody's even raising an eyebrow and we're like, oh, they'll figure a way to pay it. But you know I think, what I'm but I, I just think, I think there's not going to be a salary cap anymore, bro, in the next five to 10 years. But I think the Warriors are just a team that they are willing to spend. A lot of these owners in the NBA, especially, are not, do not want to spend money, bro. The, the Warriors just got a new stadium, so they're getting a lot of new money, a lot of new revenue. They just won a championship, so they're going to get even more revenue going in their direction. Whereas, like, we can pay the luxury tax bills and we'll be fine because we just got so much money going in. But for all these small market teams and even the big market teams still don't want to pay, like, a crazy amount for... Uh, the best player on the team over 50 uh, million. I think we'll still keep a cap, but the the teams like the Warriors will just be rewarded more if you pay. And we have to look at the Warriors like they're only doing this because they drafted these players, so they have their bird right, so you can go above the salary cap to sign these players. They drafted Draymond, they drafted Clay, they drafted Steph, they drafted Poole, so they can and they traded for Wiggins with his bird rights. So now you can sign these players and not have to worry about the salary cap because you have their bird rights and you can go over the shit. So I think that's the key development. Every other team doesn't have that luxury because y'all not drafting as well as they did obviously. And I think but that's they, why they're going to There's even taxes back. There's even taxes put on, and I, I don't agree with this, there's taxes put on even with the players that you draft. And I think Joy Taylor made a good point of that uh, over the last couple of days. She's been saying how she doesn't think it makes sense that the players you draft, you also get taxed on like players you get in free agency or players that you quote-unquote buy from other teams. And mm -hmm. I, I totally agree. I feel like if I draft anybody, there should not be any type of luxury tax or whatever tax on however long I extend. It has to be time. some sort of punishment, though, for you going over this salary cap. I'm not, not just going to let you go over the salary cap. These players. I'm not, not just going to let you go over them. the salary cap and, like, that's just going to be the end-all, be-all. Because now everybody's going to go over this bitch and if nobody got to pay, if nobody's getting everybody the only team, The only teams who are going to go over are the teams that have a chance at winning a title and got the roster to do that. We ain't got to worry about teams like the Orlando Magic and the Pistons and <laughs> trash teams like this doing shit like that. The Warriors, whatever team LeBron on, whatever team Giannis on, or whatever team KD on, teams like that, yeah, you got to worry about doing that. But that's like, what, a handful of teams in the NBA? It ain't like we got to worry about all 30 of these teams doing that. 
Nah, I think they got to be punished, bro. And I, I think it makes those teams think about going over the luxury attack. Do we want to pay this certain player this amount of money if we got to pay this much back and luxury tax? But I think it makes somebody think. If you don't have to, if you don't have to think about it, I feel like it's just instant decisions. But I think it should be a process where you have to think, like, damn, do we want to pay Pool twenty five million next year? Yeah, Pool is a good player, but damn, twenty five million is a lot of dollars. Do we are we cool to let him walk? and develop somebody to take his type of spot i think that's a question that you should have to go with not oh we drive to them we ain't got to pay luxury tax okay fuck it we just gonna do it i think it has to be some sort of decision that goes into it then it would just be way easier for these gms but going back to the i feel like i keep saying going back to the finals because i need to talk about the celtics because <laughs> the celtics had they did they did make it this far so definitely shout out to the celtics um shout out to uh Jalen brown but i feel like we have to talk about jason tate Jason Tatum obviously did not have a, a good finals. I think he only shot 37% from the field. A lot of turnovers. Everything was just all over the place. It felt like he never got into a rhythm going against this Warriors team. You can give a lot of credit to Wiggins' defense and the, the, the defensive system for the Warriors in general because they really locked him up uh, offensively. But do we give Tatum a pass for this NBA finals because he is so young? Or do will this will this be something that follows him throughout his entire career? I say no to both. I don't think he should get a pass on this, but I also don't think it's gonna follow him throughout his career either because this is his first time getting to the finals. He's only what twenty. He's my age. He's twenty four. So <laughs> I don't think this is really something that's just gonna follow him throughout his uh, career. And I also don't think he should get a pass. And I don't think he should get a pass just because he is a superstar player. I've been seeing a lot of media people questioning, have we been wrong about Tatum this whole time? Is he just a star, not a superstar? Jason Tatum is a superstar. Jason Tatum, when healthy, is clearly a top 10 player in the NBA without question. Even top five, if he's really, really on his best day, he could be a top five player in the NBA on certain days. So, you can be a superstar and just shrink in the big moments. And I think that's all that happened. Now, I'm not giving it any excuse. He shouldn't have shrunk. Can you in those be a superstar moments. and shrink, bro? Hell can yeah. you? Brunch, we see what happened to LeBron, bro. Yeah. And niggas still bring that Braun shit up. He was still a. Braun is. He's going to face a different level of criticism than everybody else. It doesn't it matter. It don't matter, bro. Braun he's won, Tatum's he on that level, though, bro. Tatum's on that level, though, bro. Straight. He could have won 10 finals straight that after level, that bro. Dallas series, and they still would have found a way Tatum is that on shit. that level where, damn, bro, that shit going to follow. Not you did criticism. that in the finals, bro? Not a It's like, damn, that shit going to follow him, bro. That shit is going to nah, follow bro. him. You strength like nah, that? Because damn, the turnaround, you, you did what? The turnaround the team had anyway mid-season to even get into the playoffs at the position that they did Niggas ain't gonna it wasn't remember a, that, bro. It wasn't a Cinderella story, but it was a huge turnaround story of the entire season. That was the For biggest sure. turnaround story of the season. So you have the biggest turnaround story. You get to the playoffs. You sweep KD in the first round and you lock him up and he plays a terrible game. The only, I, I really can't sit here and say he just folded. Yes, you folded in terms of losing the finals, but your whole nah, playoff experience, this, this whole playoff experience for this season, I, I can't sit here and dock that superstar status off Jason Tatum. I, I can't. He he definitely folded he's still under pressure. He's still, yeah, he's, he's still a superstar. superstar. He's still a that's superstar. Why, but that's why I don't. But that shit is going to follow him. I don't you, think bro. it's gonna follow him like that. 
I think it's going to follow him. Like I said, he can win championships, bro, and it could be pushed to the background, just like with Braun. We say, oh, he a four-time champ. But I'm telling you, niggas still say, damn, Braun, damn, Braun could have five if he won tripping in that first finals. And I feel like it's the same thing with Tatum. Like, damn, you could have helped your team really win a ship if you didn't fold like you did, bro. Like I said last week, I didn't feel like Tatum played a good game the entire series, even when he was scoring in the high 20s, I didn't feel like he was playing well. If he played well, we're having a different conversation right now. The amount of turnovers that he was racking up throughout the playoffs, but especially in the finals, bro, we got to look at you, bro. You have to put this on your shoulders. He's big enough. He's grown enough to take this blame on his shoulders. Brown, too, can put the blame on his shoulders, but it's on those players, bro, the turnovers. And what did I say last week? It was before game six. And I said, if they have 20-plus turnovers or 18-plus turnovers in game six, they're going to lose. It was the story of their entire playoffs, bro. They have to get better at that. I got to put that on the two-star so I can't say they get a pass for this, bro. I feel like this would have been a different story if they didn't do that. This would be a different story. I don't think they get a pass, but like I said, I don't think it's going to – it's not going to follow them either, bro. Maybe in the sense because we are talking about Tatum being one of the two or three – candidates for face of the league over the next decade or so but other than that argument i don't see a reason to just you know have it on his um, be a monkey on his back the whole time you know while he's trying to chase another finals appearance i don't think it's something we could just latch on him yet now in the next two three seasons if he don't even sniff the finals again over the next two three years yeah then that's the point where it's like yeah this a monkey on your back bro because the one time you did get there you folded and you ain't been back in, what, two, three seasons? And we, we can't sit here and act like the East ain't going to be back to full health when this next season starts. Celtics going to be back full health. Ime Udoka, great coach. I'm sure they're going to have a great season, but it's going to be some other teams having a great season too because I don't give a damn who around Kevin Durant. KD going to make sure they at least get to the playoffs. So you got to worry about him. You got to worry about Philly because as long as Embiid healthy, he going to make it work with Maxi and whoever else. You know what I'm saying? You got the heat. It's other teams in the East that could possibly upset you because to your point, there were series throughout that they had throughout this entire playoffs where it's like, damn, the Celtics are clearly the more athletic team. They look like just the better team, but they damn near finna get upset by this team or they damn near finna get upset by this team. So I think in the next two, three seasons, if Jason Tatum does not sniff a finals or just plain old doesn't win one, then that's when we could put the monkey on his back. And I think the for the Celtics, the big improvement, because I, I do think they will be back. I think they're going to consistently be like a conference finals team. I think they're young enough. They have the players. Everybody's under contract. Everybody's going to be back. You're going to learn from this experience. I think Tatum will be better. Brown will be better from this experience. But I think they have to get a point guard, not somebody to take Marcus Smart's spot, but somebody who can just – Run the floor, bro, and put everybody in the right positions to take advantage of their matchups because that's that's what we didn't see enough of. We were not seeing enough easy looks and putting players in the positions where it's like, all right, bro, you got a small on you. As a point guard, I have to feed you and get you the ball in the most opportune times. Marcus Smart wasn't doing that. Marcus Smart had played well in this finals, and he played well throughout the playoffs, but that's just not his strong suit. We know him more for his defense. And his shooting has improved. 
But the playmaking and the point guard instincts is what I think they're missing right now out of a backup point guard. I think that's what they need. Somebody who's petty enough to get these star players the ball in the best position for them to take advantage. Where it's not Tatum dribbling at the top of the key for goddamn 20 seconds and then he passing it for a three. Like, no, let a point guard run the show and get all my shooters the shots. Get my stars the shots. I think that's what they need. Not somebody to take Marcus Smart's spot but somebody who's a real deal point guard because currently they do not have one on the roster. But I think they you know actually who they could get. One. You know who they could get, but this team damn sure ain't going to give them up because they ain't got no plan B. Chicago, if they were to get somebody like Alonzo Ball. That's like, what I'm saying. Lon- you know, Lonzo a player would like gel that. with that perfectly, but Chicago needs like Lonzo because they don't have a plan B. So, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> But that's what I'm saying. They just need a playmaker, bro, just to know, like, all right, bro, you got you got the matchup that you need? All right, cool. I'm going to get you the ball where you want it. I'm going to give you the ball where you need to get the ball. At. You know what I'm saying? And we've seen it a little bit in game six. We've seen, like, the bigger players like Horford actually taking advantage of their matchups, but we just didn't see enough of that. we see Horford standing at the three-point line way too much this series with a small guarding him. A point guard would have told his ass, get your ass in the post and take advantage. That's what they were missing. And I think that's what they get uh, next season. And we can see the Celtics most likely back in this position. But like you said, you still got the Bucks, and you still got other teams running your ass too. If the Heat get somebody, they're going to be on your ass. So the Celtics are the team to beat, I feel like, for right now. But the Bucks are right up there with them. It's going to be those two teams, and the Heat will be third uh, if they get somebody. To uh, jail with the team, but it's definitely a conversation. But still, shout out to the Celtics. Like you said, they did have one hell of a season. Emo Udoka in his first year to do this once again to get all the way to the finals in your first year is crazy, exactly. bro. So definitely salute to him, too, man. Definitely salute to him. And moving on to, I feel like I wanted to talk about something else. Oh, the who would you have right now, bro? If we had to pick right now. What would be your NBA Finals matchup for next year? For next year, uh, with the teams the way they're constructed now, not not foreboding any trades or anything. Yeah, I mean, you could if you uh, think a, a certain move is going to happen, you could say, "Yeah, I think this team, I think they're going to end up trading for this guy." If you think that's going to happen, yeah, I ain't even going to lie to you. Warriors might run it back and go back again so i say out the west as of right now the warriors and from the east i think Giannis gonna get back there i don't know what the butt's gonna do but i think Giannis gonna get back there so if i had to give a super early finals prediction for the 22 23 season it would be warriors and bucks i agree with the bucks <laughs> i definitely will have the bucks above the celtics right now and in the Western Conference, I feel like people are sleeping on them, bro. Is the L.A. Clippers, bro. That boy Kawhi been resting for a year and a half now, waiting for this moment for next year. PG ain't, he ain't the trash-ass playoff P from a couple of years ago. Like, he back the full Pacers form, you feel me? That boy so we pushing got, P. You feel what I'm saying? We got pushing P and we get Kawhi back. And if y'all look at the amount of role players that they have around them now, like, this is like a good, deep-ass squad. And I think they will make a trade for a point guard, whether that's D'Angelo Russell, whether it's for Kyrie. I hear they're in the running for him. I think they're going to make a trade for a point guard. And you still have Reggie Jackson, too, who was serviceable. But I think they yeah. will make a, a jump for a star point guard 
to really round out this team because they have enough assets right now. But they got Covington. They got Norman Powell. Good role players that you need come playoff time that I think will get them over the edge when you talk about the Warriors, when you talk about the Lakers. I think they will be back in that position. And I think a trade does go their way where Kawhi and PG are there again. And I want to see Kawhi get another one, bro. I really do because I feel like for all the players that we talk about, obviously we got we talk about the LeBrons, we talk about the, the Stephs. I feel like Kawhi just goes to the background. Yes, he's definitely been injured throughout a couple of years. But damn, when you talk about one of the players that dominated the 2010s, damn, did oh, yeah. he not dominate that motherfucker? I feel oh, yeah, like he doesn't. Sure. I feel like he does not get talked about enough, bro. When you just talk about like the top players in this league. Like if he comes back next year, he's back in the top five. Somebody has to drop out. I'm sorry. I don't oh, know yeah. who y'all got in y'all top five, but somebody got to drop out, whether it's Tatum or what. Kawhi's still top five. Yeah, we, we could definitely drop one of the young bucks out of the top <laughs> five if Kawhi. Because anybody, like, I, I don't blame anybody for having Luka top five or any anything like that. But when Kawhi come back, we we got to drop one of the young bucks out. So Luka, Tatum, or one of y'all, no offense, but being top ten – just so Kawhi could be top five, that's that's not a slight at all. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 it's not. Especially when the, especially when Kawhi is certified, he got rings. Yeah, we got to You got to you got to move out the way. You got to move out the way. All right, man. Moving on to the conversation that we mentioned earlier about Steph Curry. Is is he in the goat convo? Because he's starting to creep up in that in that conversation. Edgar listed all of his accolades: four championships, Finals MVP, eight time All NBA, All Star Game MVP. He got everything that you would want and a player's resume everything that you could possibly get like is he up there in that conversation with the 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 kobe's the tim duncan's the bronze the michael jordan's is he already in that goat combo i would say no but if he gets one or two more which the warriors are showing they clearly can do they can get one or two more with the big three that they have of steph clay and draymond if steph curry get one to two more rings it's it's not even a conversation no more, bro. He he's at that goat table, but he he tied with Braun right now. So I I would just say I would say no, just because of the impact that Kobe, Braun, and MJ had. Steph's impact is oh, it's just it's hey, right this under one there, I'm bro. Ask, I'm hit you with it's, one. I'm about to hit you. Is one A one is one A one B. Because Steph, I'm, I just said it a few minutes ago, Steph literally revolutionized the That's way we I'm play saying. basketball okay, yeah. now. Mm-hmm. But I still think it just shrinks a tiny bit in comparison to what the other three people did. This is the question I want to pose to you, bro. If you had to make a Mount Rushmore of four people, it's only four, who really tell the story, their faces tell the story of the NBA throughout the 70 years the NBA has been going on, which four players would you pick that really define the NBA throughout all of these different eras? Who would be the four players? Who would be your Mount Rushmore? Damn, across 75 years? Hey, bro, that's what that's what we're saying. So if we had to Damn. talk about four players, bro, who really define that, the that's NBA. A, that's a different question then. That's what that's I'm a, saying. So, so it ain't the four best players. It's the four, damn near the four most influential players. Okay, so this this Mount Rushmore, it ain't even going to sound close to what our GOAT debates sound like. 
Bill Russell has to be on the Mount Rushmore. When you talk about most influential players of all time, like I said, he was the first player coach in history, and he was black on top of that and racist-ass Boston. Like, I, I think that is just – that's always going to be historic, bro. And he he really – he hit the ground running with the NBA, ABA slash NBA, whatever they were at that moment when Bill was playing. So Bill Russell is up there. You can't say magic without saying bird. Am I allowed to have them like a two-headed goat kind of thing? Got to pick. Can they? Can they both be one head? They got to be nah, bro. They got to be. That got to be one. Four players, bro. Four players, bro. Damn, you can't say bird without magic. You can't say magic without bird. Um, and I I I can't not put either one of them on. (laughs) You can. You can, but Bill Russell, Mike. Braun, damn, that's not fair, bro. You you gotta have, yeah. you gotta have magic and bird no. on the same thing, bro. Take Bill Russell ass out there. <laughs> Take Bill Russell ass out. Damn, because I know who you. I know who your fourth name. You can low key put Doctor J. You can. I was Dr. gonna say that too. that too. I would put Doctor J in that bitch too. If I Damn. was to, if I was to have, just five, if you had to spread it across the entire seventy-five That's years, it's a hard it's gonna, question. You're never going to get anybody with the same answer for and all. And I think that's what makes years. it such a good question because now, if you're you did not going to get the same by decade, Yeah, if you did era by era or decade by decade, it's a lot easier then because for you got to combine the seventies and the eighties. I think sixties, sixties through the eighties, you got to combine that shit. So I would say 60s through the 80s is Bill Russell, Dr. J, Magic, and um, Larry See Bird. See your ass cheating, then, nigga. I said four And then from the, ni- from the 90s to now is cheat. Mike, Kobe, <laughs> Braun, and stuff. It, it's, eight, it's eight heads in total, bro. It's eight heads in total. I don't give a damn. This nigga trying But you know cheat. one name I didn't say? I didn't say Kareem, bro. I didn't even think about it. I didn't say Kareem. And not to say Kareem wasn't influential, but I don't think he was as influential as the people I named. I would say Magic Johnson would be on my Matt Rushmore for sure. Michael Jordan, LeBron James, and Steph Curry. I feel like the last three are like certified locked in. You can debate on a person, whoever you want to say, the Bill Russells, the Dr. J's, the Magics, the Isaiah Thomas, whoever you want to put on that Mount Rushmore, Kareem, whoever, Akeem couldn't even be on there too. But I feel like those last three, LeBron, for what he's done in dominating the 2000s and the 2010s, Michael Jordan, we already know what he did in the late 80s and the 90s. And for Steph Curry revolutionizing the game, I feel like those three certified. And I feel like Magic Johnson, he revitalize the sport of basketball. Can you say it's him and Bird? But I think who was better out of those 10 years when they were really seeing each other every year? I think Magic was the best player. He had the most championships. Oh, yeah, yeah. I I think Magic was better, but it's just one of them things. He carried the league, bro. It was on his back. It honestly was on Magic's back. He brought the sport of basketball back. It's a different situation, but as far as you, as far as my argument of you can't say one without the other, it's like Brady and Belichick. Like, you can't say Brady won all those Patriot chips, and you can't say Belichick won all those Patriot chips. You, you, they're synonymous. Like, they just needed to be there at the same time. And I think I'm just using that argument with Magic 
and Bird. Like they just needed to be in the same place in the same era at the same time, or unless it it wasn't gonna work like that, bro. Because if Larry Bird did not exist and it was just Magic and the Showtime Lakers, I don't think it would have hit as hard, bro. Because they wouldn't have had no no Rivalry. villain. There would have mm-hmm. been no rivalry or nothing. So I, I think you have But I think to have the excitement opening. of Showtime brought a lot of that excitement back too. What the oh, Lakers yeah, yeah. were doing. I think you see the a Lakers, lot of that in the, the Lakers girls. Yeah, I think, I think the excitement that, of the yeah, Lakers yeah. brought a lot of that. But I, I agree with the rivalry part of that. But I think Magic made a lot of people pick up a basketball. It's the same thing. Oh, yeah. It's the same conversation with like the AI. Like you hear so many people say AI, Jordan made them pick up a basketball. I think that's number one when you think of Magic Johnson. People wore number 32 because of him. Everybody growing up in the 80s wanted to be Magic Johnson. So that's why I give him the edge over Birds. Obviously, he has the more championships, but I think it's just like the cultural impact as well of like, damn, I wanted to be like Michael or Magic Johnson back in the day. So I'll have Magic, Mike, Braun, Steph. We might Mount Rushmore of the NBA, period, bro. Of the NBA, 75 years. Those are the Mount Rushmore and sport. My my top four, if I got to go off what Quincy saying, my top four again was Bill Russell, Dr. J, LeBron, and Michael Jordan. If I had to span across the entire 75 years of the NBA. But if y'all heard my answer on different eras, then y'all know I got completely different heads on different Mount Rushmore. Facts, facts. But I think it's an interesting conversation. If Steph got one more, if Steph gets one more, He's in the, he's in the, he's honestly, I ain't going to say he's the go, but he's definitely one, two, three at that point. I'm putting him at three. If he gets one more, he gets five. I'm not putting him over LeBron because I've seen LeBron go to 10 straight finals and that shit just is so fucking different to me. But, but I think I will have him three. And if he wins two more, I think we can have a real conversation about Steph and Jordan, but that's so far away. I don't want to think about that conversation. But he's creeping up on Braun for sure. Moving on from Steph in the NBA Finals, man. We got a lot of NBA news, bro. We got the NBA draft, and we got a lot of offseason talk, man. We got Kyrie Irving on the trade block because we're hearing a lot of conversation go back and forth that they don't want to sign him to a long-term deal. They're trying. They're not even trying to sign him to a short-term deal. It's like a lot of uh, impasse right now. They're trying to talk about the money, the years. They're currently uh, grown stagnant in the contract conversations. And what did I tell y'all? I mentioned Edgar on on Twitter today. We had this conversation, I want to say like three weeks ago, about whether you should do the long-term or short-term with Kyrie. I said, bro, if you disrespect Kyrie, bro, he can walk out of that door. And what's going to happen if he walks out of that door? Number one, what's the alternative? What do you get in return if you do trade him? And what is going to happen with KD? What is his attitude going to be toward that type of move, bro? Is he going to want to leave? Because, damn, I came here with this dude, and now he gone. You feel what I'm saying? What is his attitude going to be? And now we're starting to hear a lot of bubbling rumors of, okay, if KD or if Kyrie gets traded, KD could, could be looking somewhere else. It's like, hey, I told y'all, bro, y'all can't, y'all got to sign Kyrie if y'all want KD, bro. It's high key a package deal. I don't give a damn what NBA team you are for the remainder of Kyrie Irving. Do not sign this man any longer than two years. I'm sticking to my same case that I made a few weeks ago and I'm not changing it. I don't care how much money you offer in those two years, but don't offer anything longer than a two year contract. And KD, I don't know why KD would be upset because bro, if, if you as close to Kyrie as you say you are, 
and y'all is buddy buddy as y'all saying y'all y'all made this move to Brooklyn together and all that. You should know what type of time he on when it comes to how he deals with situations like this. I think KD need to understand, bro. If you don't convince Kyrie to resign to a short-term deal, you need to just suck it up and just stay in Brooklyn and just figure out a way to get another piece. Because another if, you piece? Kyrie, Damn. if you keep Kyrie long-term Damn. and y'all face the same BS that y'all been facing since he's been there, what are we saying then? Because Who's I feel available? the Nets are, you the just Nets go get are damned if they do. The Nets are damned if they do, damned if they don't. If they let Kyrie they walk, really everybody they looking don't. at them like they stupid as hell. If they keep him, we don't even know if he's still gonna be able to play all games just because is, is he still allowed to even play at home? Well, yet? That, that COVID like, shit even... has passed. That COVID shit has passed. So yeah, he's going to pass until the season start. He's passing until the season start. He's going to play. But but I said, like Man. I said, what is the alternative? If you trade Kyrie, what you gonna get? Because I'm hearing a lot of Lakers fans talking about Russell Westbrook. You think KD want to play with Westbrook ass again? Come on, bro. Y'all not being real with me, bro. Y'all got to be realistic. Who is out there that can be had at this point in time? You can trade them to the Heat. That's all I'm saying. You can probably get Lowry and Hero for them. That's probably your best deal. But who can you realistically have who KD would be like, okay, that's good. That's that's good. And you know what I'm saying? I can roll with this type of roster. I don't know if that player is out there that KD is looking for. It's like you have to sign him. Or if not, if you trade him or let him walk out of the door, I'm playing with some some scrubs hockey. I got Ben Simmons, but damn, this is what I came uh, to Brooklyn for? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Look at this nigga. <laughs> but like, this is what I came to Brooklyn for, bro? I came to Brooklyn to win chips, and now Harden done left me. Damn, Kyrie done left. Damn, I'm here on the island. I'm about to ask out, too, and fuck the whole Brooklyn shit up. Miami's here for you. That's all I got to say. It's at that point... I, Cause I don't feel bad for Brooklyn. I feel bad for KD in this situation. <laughs> but if, if KD did decide to walk, I ain't got no ill feelings. It's like, hey, Brooklyn, that that ain't my team. No damn way. Give a damn. I Brooklyn is damned if they do, damned if they don't. Obviously, more damned if they don't because you can't just let Kyrie walk out the door for nothing. But I feel like even if they re-sign him to four to five years, I, I just don't see that playing out well, bro. Because Anybody that tells you if you professionally play basketball for a living, you should be living, breathing, and sleeping basketball. Kyrie has made it known several times that basketball is not his number one priority. When? I don't know if my, when I don't has know he shown second, that, bro? I, I don't know. I'll be jumping to conclusions. Player. When has he shown that basketball is not his number one priority? Wait, because he didn't get a vaccine? Like basketball not my priority because I didn't get a vaccine? He was having PTO before the vaccine. Come it was on, several bro. times Kyrie didn't come to practice. Y'all making shit up now, bro. Y'all making shit up now, bro. Y'all saying because he didn't get a vaccine. He took a couple weeks off. He didn't take. Y'all want to say that when Bron no. took a couple weeks off. Bron took a couple weeks off. Now he don't live because, and breathe the game. Because a couple weeks is different than half of the damn season. Yeah, over a vaccine. A couple it's weeks. Like he didn't a couple weeks play. when we. That was a, a couple weeks when we. A couple weeks when we know you're going to damn near nine times out of ten make the playoffs or we know you're going to have some type of impact on this team at a consistent basis is totally different than, damn, we really don't know if Kyrie's suiting up this game. We got to be ready regardless. That's totally different. Those are totally two different Kyrie plays games, bro. If Kyrie was playing, if it wasn't for this vaccine, Kyrie would have played most of these games this season. It can't be an if. It is what it is. I said he would have. I said he would have. It was the vaccine. 
this vaccine shit ain't going away, bro. If it numbers is, continue bro. to rise, never with the vax now. If numbers continue to rise and situations continue to occur to where he can't play because he's not vaccinated, I'm telling you, bro, it's, it's not going to end well. I ain't oh. trying to sit here and force Kyrie to get no vaccine, but yeah, that's, that's my take on it. Getting some trade news. I'm hearing that the Hawks and the Spurs are in the middle of blockbuster talks. According to this Bleacher Report update, they are looking to trade DeJounte Murray to the Hawks for John Whoa. Collins going to the Spurs. Whoa. Interesting deal. Interesting deal. Obviously, you Whoa. would look to have some type of guard depth and some guard help for Trey Young so he doesn't get all the attention. Getting DeJounte, who was an all-star last year, that could be upgrade. Hey, that's, that's, that's what's up for the Hawks. Damn, John Collins to the Spurs? Damn, that's different. Was that boy Black ain't him. saying nothing in two hours. I don't even know if he. No, nah, because I I don't think this I don't think this trade has been confirmed, but it's just being in the uh, talks route like that. They're like that's it's moving toward that type of direction. So mm. Dejounte to the Hawks. Damn, I actually fuck with that, bro, because that, that means Trey Young is playing way more off ball, which is what yeah. I would like to see him do way more i would like to see him more in like a steph curry-esque role where you have him run off screens where you have dejounte murray who can attack his matchup and get to the rim and dejounte murray plays defense something that we never see that team do ever so you actually getting a defensive piece if you get to keep um deandre hunter he's a defensive piece now you start to build out with the defense and you get trey off ball i think that's a really good deal for the hawks if they can pull that off i think i really like that deal for john collins I, I like that deal. So definitely, I'm definitely looking to that. But uh, that Kyrie trade situation, I'm hearing a lot of different destinations. I'm hearing that uh, the Lakers, even though I don't think it's a real uh, destination, I'm hearing that them, I'm hearing the Clippers, I'm hearing Miami, I'm hearing the, the Knicks, who I don't think is real either. But what place do you think Kyrie could end up falling if he does get traded? The heat makes sense because I think that trade would make the most sense. Like you said, I don't want Hero to go, but if you wrap up Lowry and Hero and a couple of picks, I'm sure that'll be a, a nice trade Brooklyn would not pass up. So I can see Kyrie going to the heat to be with Bam and Jimmy Butler. Uh, Brian, I know when Brian called, Kyrie will probably answer. They cool now. Kyrie will probably answer and be like, yeah, we can work this shit out bring some bring another chip to LA so Braun ain't never really out of the picture Braun is always in it but I, I I would say the Miami Heat that's probably the biggest um the biggest chance that the Nets have at a successful trade I agree I think because the Knicks who the fuck are the Knicks trading that I'm jumping for joy I'm mad as hell that they're even brought up <laughs> you We're feel not what I'm saying like this is why right I fucking life. get mad at shit like how the right, Knicks no, get brought bro. up in a Kyrie why would Kyrie want to go there and who do the Knicks have other than RJ Barrett because, that I bro, people hate talking about New York and the Knicks can never be brought up bro the Knicks are going to be brought up in the most irrelevant conversations to them just because they're the other team they're the, they're now the other team in New York they're not even the New York team anymore but they I feel like just for ratings they have to bring up the New York Knicks even if they know ain't shit finna happen that's crazy as fuck but like like I said the Clippers I think the Clippers have the assets as well if uh if they if Kyrie my goodness, Kyrie, PG, and fucking Kawhi. <laughs> that shit would be crazy. That shit, would, if they end up getting Kyrie, bro, like I said, I already picked them to get to the finals, but that shit just a cherry on top of that shit. I like the Clippers fit too. 
And like I said, I just don't think the Lakers have enough assets, bro. Because y'all talking about trading Russ. Who the fuck want Russ? Unless it's a three-team deal. Yeah, bro. Maybe. I hear that he could get traded to the Pacers in a three-team deal. Do the Pacers really want that? I don't know. Maybe the Pacers I mean, want that. Add, if, you're, if you're the Pacers, what are your expectations right now for the Pacers? <laughs> like, is accepting Russell Westbrook really? If hey. the if the Pacers act like they're too good to take Russell Westbrook, that's going to piss me off now. Because at that point, people are trying Westbrook at that point now. Come on now. Now, if we're talking about, like, real championship contender teams, that's one thing. But the Pacers, who the hell is even looking at them right now? Like, y'all yeah. should be glad that any superstar name is coming to y'all, no matter how bad or good they're playing. Facts. And in a system like that where Westbrook can do whatever the fuck he want, he's going to average 30, 10, and 10 again. Like, he's going to put up his triple-double numbers and niggas is going to be back riding like, oh, he's a superstar. Da, 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 da. Like, Westbrook can still put up the numbers. It's just that he's playing with Bron, bro. That's honestly it. He's never been the best shooter. But when you give him a team that he can actually run himself, he does well in that type of environment. Look, case in point, his MVP season. DeAndre Ayton, bro. I'm hearing he's on the move. It's getting around draft time. Draft The draft day is tomorrow. I, I got to play draft day at the beginning of this shit. Damn, I got to play draft real? day. Draft day tomorrow? Draft day is tomorrow. Damn. And I'm already seeing a lot of picks being talked about being traded possibly right now. DeAndre Ayton, we already talked about him at the end of the season, at the end of the Sun season, that... He could possibly on the move. It was a lot of discourse between him and the coaching staff. Now I'm hearing that the Portland is interested in him. Uh, the Pistons are interested. It's a lot of more so on the rise teams looking to get into him that have the cap space or are looking to trade something for him. So what do you think is the best option for somebody like a DeAndre Ayton if he was to get traded or if he was to sign somewhere else? Uh. I like that Detroit one because I, I've been hearing everybody talk about him and Cade. That could be a great pair. Uh, I don't know. I don't know how the Hornets money situation is, but I, that's a good one, bro. That should be fire, bro. Give Lamelo a good big man like DeAndre Ayton, and if you can find a way to still keep Miles Bridges at the same time, ooh, that's tough, bro. That's that's a shot in the dark because I know the Hornets. Michael Jordan is dumb as hell when it comes to making NBA moves. <laughs> hey, hey, funny enough, the, the greatest of all time sucks at making basketball decisions. But um, but that's a shot in the dark. But I think the Hornets, that'd be a good destination. I actually think that's a very realistic option, though. I honestly do. I think that's a realistic MJ, option. MJ isn't going to make it happen. If MJ makes that happen, that's the best move in his ownership career. I swear to God. Like... <laughs> And the funniest thing about the, the Hornets is that uh, they're the coach that they were going to hire, Kenny Atkinson, uh, he would coach for the Brooklyn Nets a couple years back. He was hired to get on with the Hornets. He said that he's not taking the Hornets job. He is staying with the Warriors because they just won a championship. He's going to be the lead assistant for them. So now they're out of a head coach this late into the offseason. But Mike D'Antoni was a finalist for that job. So it looks like Mike D'Antoni could be the new head coach of this team. And we know the type of system that Mike D'Antoni runs. He finna get you your stats, bro. And usually it comes with wins as well. If we're going to be real, Mike D'Antoni, one of the best coaches in all-time league uh, league records. But you got LaMelo Ball. You got somebody like an athletic Miles Bridges. And then you got somebody like a DeAndre eight in a lob threat. If you give you, Mike D'Antoni that type of team, because LaMelo already going to go crazy with a Mike D'Antoni system. He averaging 30. I don't give a fuck what nobody say. Y'all think LaMelo <laughs> tapped out at this 20. He's averaging 30 
with Mike D'Antoni coaching him and with a DeAndre uh, Ayton. I'm telling you, let that shit happen. Let him get Ayton. It's going to be trouble. It's going to be trouble. I'm telling you, bro. DeAndre Ayton to the Hornets, bro. To the Hornets right now, nobody's saying the Hornets. Hornets are not on anyone's radar. But Mike, like I said, Michael Jordan, that will be the best move in his ownership career if he's able to pull off getting a LaMelo ball drafted and then you able to um trade for DeAndre Ayton. Your team automatically that that's playoffs. I don't know what seed, yeah. but they in the playoffs for sure. Cause I know tomorrow they have the 13th and 15th pick in the first round. And whatever salary you have to get off to get him on your team, load trade that over to the Suns. My nigga, I would make this shit happen if I was the if I was the Hornets. But I like the Hornets one. I love the Pistons one. Y'all already know how I feel about K. Y'all give him some more weapons. Oh boy. I hope they drive Jaden Ivy tomorrow, bro. I'm pretty praying that they they, they get Jaden Ivy. I was just gonna talk about my boy. Yeah. Dude. yeah, 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 yeah. So hopefully they get Ivy. I wanted them to get Bancaro, but obviously he's gonna be in the top three. But but I think him and him and uh Aiden could be a good duo because we see it toward the, uh, the end of the season how good he was with Marvin Bagley, just having a lob threat. So having somebody like even bigger than Marvin Bagley, more of a defensive presence than Bagley, too. That's going to be good for K, bro. Just keep putting more shooters around my man, and he got a squad. He got what he needed to be the face of the league is all I want to say. But I, I like got, what's going on. Um, they got Dyson Daniels going top 10 too, don't they? Yep. True, yep. True. They said Dyson Daniels can go as high as four that I've seen. He could go mm. to the Kings if the Kings keep the pick. But I'm hearing that's a lot of conversation currently right now. Let me now. see what his name at right now. On, CB, on CBS Sports... So on CBS Sports, Dyson Daniel, they got him projected to go number seven. Yeah, pretty high. Yeah, because I know a lot of Nick fans want him to drop to eleven, but he he's not dropping the double nah, digits. He's, not he's going he's going top ten somewhere in the top ten. You feel what I'm saying? So it's gonna be. A, I, I love this draft time, bro. Uh, I think it's gonna be some big deals made tomorrow. And one deal that was made with a draft pick was the Portland Trail Blazers acquired Jeremy Grant for 2025. Uh, first round draft pick, and I think they swap second round draft picks in this year's draft. But they get they get uh Damian Lillard more help in Portland. I don't know how big of a, a jump they have in the Western Conference, but I, at least it's something for Damian Lillard because it was looking bad before this move. It was looking terrible. It doesn't matter. It <laughs> like, doesn't like, matter, if, bro. If this is it. If this is it for Portland, like where are they in the Western Conference? Because I heard I seen that was the question. They're not going anywhere. Oh, <laughs> they'll they'll be with Jeremy Grant. They can go to the play in. I don't I don't see anything. Wait, no, the, oh. there ain't gonna be a play in. Damn. They oh they taking away the play in. I I thought they was taking it away after this season. It's either that. one more season or this was the last season. I hear that. But um, if there's no play, if there's no play in next season. They they're not making the playoffs, but, but there is a play. I think, I think they got, yeah, I think they're gonna make the plan. I think they they're gonna be the ninth or tenth seed, and they'll they'll make the plan. Yeah, I think they make. I could have sworn but... I I could have sworn the last thing I read about the plan was this this was supposed to end like either this season or next season. Nah, because um Adam Silver loved, loved the turnout so much that he's just going to keep it around. He's keeping it around uh long term. So yeah, I Damn. think they're sticking with the plan type conversation. But they what I have been hearing, nah, 
But what I have been hearing is that they're in pursuit of OG Ananobi from the Toronto Raptors. I'm hearing that they want to trade it for the number seven pick in the NBA draft. And if you get Jeremy Grant, OG Ananobi, you start to give this team a way new outlook. I don't know how good they get in the Western Conference, but it's not the same team that they had last year. And I think that's what the Trailblazers needed. You needed a fresh start with Dame, bro. You couldn't bring back similar pieces. You couldn't just go all heavy with the offense. So bringing in two defensive wings, if you get OG Ananobi, you get way more defense because you get two of the best defenders, uh, wing defenders in the NBA. You already have a, a stout uh, point guard in Damian Lillard. And you just round that team out with uh, another star. They just need one more big-name star. I don't know who they can get. I'm hearing that they could. They're in the talks to get DeAndre Ayton. They still need somebody else, that number two scorer. But I feel like you're building in the right direction with Jeremy Grant, OG Ananobi, because now you're thinking defense more so than you were thinking in the past years when you were getting ran through. I think that's a different mindset for them. And I think it's just something different. So it just doesn't become stale. Well, do you think Jeremy Grant could possibly be that number two for them when it comes to scoring? He did win most improved players, so I mean he did, but <laughs> this is the thing with Jeremy this, Grant. This situation is what that's for. Like this, yeah, you just yeah, want yeah. most improved player. <laughs> so I'm expecting you to be a at least a, a Chris Middleton level number two. Like <laughs> And that's the thing. I don't think he's as efficient as Chris Middleton. I think that's a pretty good comp, but he's he just he's not as skillful as Chris Middleton, and he's not as efficient because Chris Middleton is like a 50-40-90 guy. And I think Jeremy Grant shoots in like the low 40s in field goal percentage. So it's like a, a difference in efficiency. Can he can he give you 20 points a game next to Dame? You have to have somebody score the basketball. So I think he could get you that if you asked him to. And I think that's what he wants. So he wants somewhere where he can be like a big offensive option. So I think that's why he got traded to the Blazers. But I don't think that's, once again, where is that getting you if he's your number two in the West? It's like, ah, even though you're thinking defense, if you get OG, it's still like, ah, you missing something next to next to Dame. You're still missing something. So I think that I think the Portland Trailblazers are going to be way more improved going into next season. And that's all we're asking for, bro. As long as Dame ain't running his head into a wall with that CJ shit, I'm just <laughs> glad they don't got that shit, bro. As long as they started over fresh, I'm cool, bro. I'm cool. I was just tired of that shit going back and forth. And uh, anything else on the Blazers? Nah. All right, man. Moving on to the NBA draft, man. Uh, the NBA draft is tomorrow, Thursday. What are your biggest NBA draft predictions, and who are some of your favorite draft prospects? Uh, I think Jaden Ivey, like you said, uh, I think he can go top five. Um, who else? Uh, Chet Holmgren. I think they got him projected going to OKC. I don't know if he'll be the number two pick, though. You think he'll be number two? Uh, Man, I'm hearing a lot of rumors regarding Chet, bro. I'm hearing that he didn't give the Thunder and he didn't give the, the Magic his medicals. So apparently he doesn't uh, want to go to those two teams. He wants to go to Houston to the Rockets and play for them. And so he didn't give the first two teams his medicals. So he wants to slip. I think he would be picked number two, but I don't think he wants to go to OKC or Orlando. But if you're, um, if you're, you got to bank on the fact that Houston has to want you, like, because they got, they got Jalen Green. They just, well, they got rid of Christian Wood. So they need somebody. Yeah. <laughs> they need a big. Yeah, they do need somebody. <laughs> they need a big. 
Yeah, you might be able to. If you check, you might be able to follow the Houston. But Jaden Ivey, I'm excited for. Jabari Smith, uh, he projected to go to Orlando, I think. I think he's projected to be the number one pick. Orlando, I don't know what the fuck Orlando got going on, bro. They just keep getting a bunch of guards, and they, they got the this number one be the year, bro. pick. I'm calling year, it now. This is going to be the year, bro. I think this is going to be the, the year they get the tent pole player where the player makes everything come together. And I having the number one pick, I think it should be Paolo Bancaro. I think he can run an offense. I think he will improve on defense. I think he has so much potential. Everybody always talks about the lack of upside. I think he has some of the most upside in this draft class because I think he's going to be 20 and 10 as soon as he steps into the NBA. You can't say that about these other players, bro. You question Chet's strength, Jabari's other outside of Jabari's shooting. You question everything else regarding his offensive game. I think he's a better defender than Ben Carroll, but I think as soon as Ben Carroll steps into the league, bro, he's 20 and 10. He's NBA ready, bro. Nobody's better than that dude, bro. He can run an offense. He can pass. He can shoot. Will he have to improve in aspects? For sure. But I think he should be the number one pick for the Orlando Magic. He, he can turn your franchise around. I'm excited for my boy from uh, Kentucky, too. What's his name? Uh, Tata. I'm excited Ta-ta. for Tata. You know I love yeah, me some Tata, bro. bro. You know I, I, love I don't know who he going to go to, bro, because I don't think he projected to go top 10 or anything. He going to be like back it's half crazy. of the, the first Tata round. really slipped in the draft because early in yeah. the season, midway through the season, he was a lottery pick. He was going like mm-hmm. top 10 in a lot of mock drafts, but – Toward the end of the season, he started to uh, – he got hurt. And so he was playing through injury. Yeah. He didn't have that same burst he had early in the season. So now he's projected to be like a late first-round pick. It's like, damn, he really got like top 15 talent, but he's going to get picked. Late. I think somebody who could benefit from getting him – like I said, I don't think it'll be a steal because he's going to be in the back half of the first round. But Pacers, Pacers could use a guard. I think uh, Washington – I think Washington is a good fit for him. I think Washington needs a, a real point guard. And well, I yeah, think the pair with Bradley Bill. So, yeah, yeah Bradley I think Bill's they need a, a point guard, bro. So, so I would say get, the Pacers or Washington. If you can get a point guard like uh, Tata Washington, because I think his real natural position is the point. If you can put him at the point, I think Washington is a good spot. But I think Washington is picking at like 10 or something like that. I don't know if they would pick him that high, but I would definitely look at him if I was Washington. Another player nobody is talking about, bro, is Jaden Hardy, who played in the G League, bro. I think coming into the coming into this season, he was like a top five pick on a lot of boards, but he really has been slipping throughout the G League season. Even though he played pretty well, so many people are ragging on him because of his athleticism, this, that, the third. But I think he's going to be a bucket as soon as he steps in the league, bro. I think it's that Cam Thomas factor. When Cam Thomas was a bucket at LSU, he transitioned right into the NBA, and we see instant scoring nights from him in like actual real NBA games. And I think that's something that we can see from Jaden Hardy, bro. Uh, he was a top five, like high school player. I, he's, he's projected to go like late first round. I think he should be a top 10 pick. I think he's talented enough to be a top 10 pick. I think he should be a top 10 pick. Somebody needs to pick him that high. He's had, he has potential, bro. Like three level score potential. I would take him that high in the top 10, bro. And I Sharif love in this draft too, ain't he? Who? Sharif, Sharif O'Neal. No, nah, he got he drafted last year. He got drafted last year. He did. He did get drafted last year. Sharif got drafted last year, bro. But some predictions, I would give y'all my top five. I think it's. I think it should be Ben Carroll. This is how it should be. I don't think it's gonna go this way, but this is how it should be. It's, it's Ben Carroll at one. I would have Jabari Smith at two to OKC. 
If Chet want to drop in the draft, Chet can drop in the draft. He can go to three if he don't want to give nobody his medicals. I think it should be Chet at three. <laughs> you feel me? At four is when it gets tricky because I think somebody is going to trade with the Sacramento Kings for the fourth overall mm. pick. And somebody is going to jump up there and snag Jaden Ivey. I'm hearing that it could be the Knicks. If the Knicks get Jaden Ivey, I think he brings a lot of excitement to that team. Him and um, R.J. Barrett, that brings a lot of energy. He's a high-flying athlete. He can shoot the ball. He plays defense. That's the type of player the Knicks need to get. Having the 10th pick every year isn't going to get them everywhere. Getting a high-level prospect like Jaden Ivey, if, if they trade up that high, I think that moves them up a couple of seedings in the Eastern Conference. So I think, so I think the Knicks possibly trade up to four. And at five for my Pistons, it's tough because I really want them to pick Ivy. I would have them picking, oh, man. I honestly want them to trade back. I don't want them to pick anybody at five. I think they could get multiple picks for that fifth pick. <laughs> and they, they just need players. I want them to trade back. But if they stick at five, I think they get Keegan Murray out of Iowa. He had a hell of a season at Iowa. He's a a three and D type of player. He can do something off the dribble as well. Just adding more players around K that can shoot the ball, who can spread and just add more playmaking and free agency for the Pistons. I think is the most important thing because mm. they had way too much pressure on K throughout the season. I feel like he should be splitting ball handling duties, not being the primary ball handler. So that's what I would look for at that top five. Damn. Who I got for my top five. I have been Carol one. Like you said, I had Jabari two, Chet three, Jaden Ivy four. Actually, hell no. I got Jaden Ivy three. I got Chet four. Because <laughs> not not that you have told me that, bro. Chet playing, bro. I don't know. What <laughs> hey, you don't want to give no. <laughs> hey, you don't want to get nobody your medicals, nigga. You finna slip to the damn. I'm about to say, bro. You you slipping for real, bro? Cause what? Like you, you're not even that high grade of a prospect to be trying to finesse the league like that right now. Uh, so Ben Carroll, Jabari Smith, uh, Jaden Ivy, Chet. I got I got Dyson Daniels at five. I think he's gonna go higher than the seven. Dyson Daniels is a, that would be a good pickup for the Pistons as well, bro. I think guard help just. The Pistons need every goddamn thing. And it's not like the yeah. Pistons can just say turn down players <laughs> at this point. They need every goddamn body. If you need a point guard, small forward, power forward, center, they need to come on to the Pistons and help my nigga Cade out, bro. Like I said, I think he's the face of the league, but you need some talent, bro. You need some type of talent around you. That's why I want Aiden. I think it's only two currently two players that will be with the Pistons for the long haul. That is Cade Cunningham and that is Sadiq Bate. Everybody else... They not going to be here in a couple of years. I ain't going to lie. <laughs> Killian Hayes, I ain't going to lie. You might not be there in a couple of years. And everybody else, I probably don't even know your name. They not going to be on the roster, bro. So they got to build out this team now and through this draft. That's why I want them to trade back to get more picks, especially when you have such a high pick at five. But pick the best play, uh, player available for sure for the Pistons should be the motto. So Dyson Daniels, I honestly would not be mad at that at all, bro. But I, I like I like this draft class. This is a lot of players that I looked at closely throughout this season. Ochai Abaji is somebody I've liked uh, throughout this season. Uh, Walker Kessler, I think, can bring a lot to your team. Mark Williams. There's so many interesting prospects. I don't think we have as many stars as we would want. I think it's real top-heavy when it comes to stars. But I think these are players that can really build your team, can be role players on your team uh, down the line. So 
that's the type of draft that I'm looking at right now, and I'm definitely excited for it. So definitely shout out for the NBA draft. And um, moving on to the NFL, moving on to Deshaun Watson. So the report came out recently that he settled uh, he settled civilly with 20 of the 24 accusers that accused of him of sexual assault. And yeah, and the NFL wants a year-long suspension for him uh, going against the personal conduct policy. So we said that um, he was going to have to go through these trials, but it looked like he just wanted to settle and get out of it. Yeah, I really wasn't expecting this, especially after he um, gave the statement of he wasn't going to settle because he he felt like, in a way, that would be admitting that he did it, you know, and I think That's he did want to... He want to take. He wanted to take all of this to trial, but I think somebody in his personal team or in his camp or whatever. I think people were in his ear saying, "Bro, this situation is probably only going to end well if you settle." Yeah, you may have the light on you that, damn, he probably did it if he was willing to settle. But all of this will be majority of this will be done a lot quicker if you just go ahead and get this out the way and do that year suspension. Otherwise, we could be looking at the next two, three years of Deshaun Watson going to court literally every other day. And I I think, although I didn't want him to settle, that is probably the best situation he had. So I I understand why he did it. But I I don't know, bro. Like I said, if 20-something plus people saying you did something, I ain't saying you did it to all these people, but nine times out of ten, you probably did it to one of these women. So he's Mm -hmm. going... I think he is going to be incarcerated when this is all said and done. And it's crazy, bro. I, th- I don't think he's going to get like criminal charges because I think he settled with him civilly. I don't know if he gets charges for that. Well, he still but got four more. He, he still got four, four more that he that he going to trial with. And one of those people are the very first um is the oh, very really? first woman who spoke out. She's one of the last mm. four people who really speaking up still. So mm, damn. But yeah, because I said this back when this whole allegation thing started. Um. If he settled, we know we knew what happened. Like, even though we didn't mm-hmm. want it to go this way, it was like we knew what happened. And I think it's a, a bad stigma on Deshaun just moving forward with his career, bro, because we know what you did now and you admitted to your wrongs. Like you said, is everybody, you know, who is everybody who got money correct and, and accusing him? Probably not, but you did it to some of these or to a couple of these women, bro. It's like, yeah, I think you had to have done it, bro. So I, I think it's just a bad stigma on him. I think it's that same thing what happened to Big Ben, bro. When Big Ben got caught up in that rape or sexual assault situation, like, I still remember that shit to this day. That's why I do not fuck yeah. with Big Ben for that shit back in the day. Like, I still remember that shit vividly. So it's like, yeah, you can do all that great shit in the NFL, bro. You can win chips with the Browns, whatever. But niggas is going to remember you for this, bro. Especially when you didn't play for a season. You're probably going to get suspended for another season. This is going to be on your legacy, bro. This is going to be on your resume. Niggas are going to remember you for this. I'm going to remember you for this. Like I said, I fuck with Deshaun. One of my favorite quarterbacks. But I'm going to remember you for, damn, he was sexually assaulted all these women. Damn, he did wrong. God damn. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's just a crazy one. But you did what you did, bro. You got to face that time, bro. Got to face the consequences from it. But sad it had to happen. Yeah, because they like you said, the NFL was saying he got to have at this point at minimum a full season suspension, not including the the games that he's going to miss from this season. Yeah, so it's like a lot of people were saying that anyway, with all of these uh, accusations, people were saying he's going to get a year or he was going to get two years. It's like, 
you can it's it's so you can make a debate for any one of them, but he has to face the consequences for this, bro. He, he can't just come back mid-season after paying 20 women some money to you know what I'm saying to be quiet. Like he has to face some sort of consequences, bro. So sad to see for Deshaun, bro. But hey, he did he did what he did. All right, moving forward, we got oh yes, I wanted to give a shout out to Morgan Cato. So the Phoenix Suns have officially introduced Morgan Cato as the team's assistant GM and vice president president of basketball operations. Cato is the first woman of color in NBA history to become an assistant GM. And let's clap it up for Morgan Cato, yes, bro. Sir. That's definitely some history being broken, especially for women, bro. That's a yes. big barrier being broken down. Assistant GM, like you getting high up there, like damn. At the assistant, you get GM, then you get president, then you finna own that motherfucker. So hey, <laughs> let's keep moving up that shit, man. So definitely shout out to Morgan Cato. That was that was just some big shit I seen recently, and that's a big deal. So definitely shout out to her. Yeah, because I think the last time I, I heard of a woman coach was with the Spurs, right? Oh yeah, Becky Hammond. Was, yes, yes. So shout out to her, shout out to um, shout out to Morgan, shout out to any future. Uh, vice presidents or presidents or GMs that we're going to see making decisions for these NBA teams. Like, so she's going to be somebody who has a big voice on draft night. She's going to be somebody that has a big voice when it comes to trades mid season and whatnot. So uh, congratulations to her and congratulations to just women moving up more in the field of sports that isn't just reporting. Yeah, exactly. That's a good point. And moving on, the social media wants to know, we got the barbershop bop. Yeah, man. So I don't know if this is in Atlanta or whatever. I don't know if this is a, a unspoken rule in ATL that whenever famous niggas walk in a barbershop, you got to raise up. But uh, <laughs> Quavo walked into this barbershop, and the dude who whose chair he was going to get in, dude was about mid-cut, maybe almost done, but he was not finished with his cut yet. And the barber told him to rise up. That man had to get up, take that uh, barber cape off, and let Quavo sit in the chair. And he had to get his cut finished after Quavo was done. So the question is, are you rising up if a celebrity comes in while you're mid-cut and get in your seat? Are you letting that celebrity get in your seat mid-cut? Fuck no, bro. I, I, it's no way I can get up. This is the thing. I think it's a couple things that go into it. If the barber told me, that Quavo was coming, it's like, okay, if Quavo come in here, like, if you give me some type of warning, it's like, okay, I understand. You told me what the situation was. I'm taking somebody appointment. But if that nigga just walked in off the street, no appointment, hell no, nah, you're not taking my shit, my nigga. He is not taking my shit, bro. No way. Especially when I'm almost done. There's no way this nigga taking my cut, bro. No, go ahead and finish my shit. And the funniest thing about that video the barber had told that nigga to get up. It's not like the, the dude just willingly got up. The barber's like, yeah, nigga, go ahead and raise up. He's like, yeah, I got the big money nigga coming in. Like, your $20 cut ain't, ain't paying the bills for real. <laughs> your $20 cut ain't paying the bills. So it was like, damn. It's nothing that the nigga honestly could do. He can't stay in the seat because the barber not going to cut his head. You got to break me off or something. I need five That's what I was thinking, too. I was like, Quavo got to pay me to fucking get up this damn seat. Like, you, you got to pay me, me more than your cut for me to get up. <laughs> yeah, nigga, if you really no in a hurry, way, you got to show me. <laughs> and that's the crazy part, bro, because is it could be your favorite celebrity too, bro. Because I, I fuck with the Migos. Like, the Migos are my favorite rap group. Like, I love Quavo. 
let Quavo come in and tell Josh that I need to get out the chair. I'm really going to look at Josh crazy as hell. Like, yeah, I'm not getting out the chair. Hey, love your music. You raw as hell, but you got to sit over there in that waiting corner, my guy. <laughs> and it's funny because I think I think we're having this conversation right now. We're thinking like, yeah, if, if a nigga did, I don't think we're thinking like actually in the moment. Like, damn, would we really do that shit for real if we was in the moment? Quavo walk in that bitch and we like, damn, we finna stand this motherfucker or we gonna let Quavo get there? Like, if I think get about broke the nigga off, being in that moment. In that moment, it's like... <laughs> I'm not raising up out my seat mid-cut. I'm not raising up out my seat mid-cut, bro. It already don't take me long to get my shit done anyway. Yeah. It ain't like I'm getting a full cut. So you can sit there while I get this facial cut for the next 15, 20 minutes or so. You'll be fine. I think it's different when it's in the moment. You see Quavo walk in that bitch, you like, damn, I got to respect, nigga. I said, I, he probably did that shit. You respect that nigga. Said, it was other chairs in there, too. It's not even like he just had to be in my chair. <laughs> I was like, nah, I'd have been like, nah, bro. You, you could go around and ask who chair you can get in and ask if somebody can raise up. But just to assume that my barber is going to be the way you asked me to raise up, I don't, oh, no. Nah, bro. I just find it so disrespectful. The barber's like, yeah, nigga, you got to get up. It's like, damn, nigga, you can't finish me off? Like, this nigga really said, yeah, you got to get up. Like, you already know what time it is. Like, nah, bro. If you didn't tell me beforehand, I'm not getting up. My That's crazy. All right, moving on to entertainment and current events, man. It's, we, we limited. Real limited when it comes to the current events. Only got one thing for real. And it is EA Sports. Confirm the NCAA 2023. So you already know the video game is coming back, but they have confirmed the school payouts. So it seems to be that schools are, they're going by tier when you talk about schools now. Well, let me put this up on the screen. You mean tiers as far as like who's going to get paid? No. So it's tiers in terms of school payouts for the new EA Sports College Football video game will range from 10K to 104k based on a tier system so if you're a high caliber school alabama uf georgia you're going to be in that 104k range and if you're a low tier school not getting a lot of attention north dakota state whatever you're going to get like the 10k system so now they're talking about how much the schools are going to get paid for this shit and it's crazy because i thought they were going to start paying the players directly more so than the schools, but apparently they're going to pay the schools the money and not mm. the players. But I'm guessing with the players with all their NIL deals, it could still yeah. end up working out. So it's like you still could get something for that, but I don't know if they were going to get as much as a lot of people expect. And it could be a situation where like, you, you can sign a deal with EA Sports yourself through an NIL deal to where you may not have to you know, get a a deal just because your player is in the game. You might have a deal with EA Sports already by yourself through NIL. So I, I understand that we can't create a perfect world now where players are getting paid from EA Sports <laughs> and they're getting NIL money and they get to go over the hill they want to go. Like, no, nah, that, that would have been a perfect scenario. So since they're getting, they have the opportunity, to, I should say, to get NIL money, I can't be mad if they're not getting directly paid from EA Sports. But I think it's still dope that the game is coming back. You're going to have your name yeah, in this, the game. Like, yeah. I think that was just always the, the big deal about, and that was always the big draw about NCAA. It's like, if imagine being in college at that time, playing the game, and you playing, playing with yourself. You feel me? Like, that's just some dope shit to think about. So just having these players in college now, 
finally get to have that type of experience that they grew up looking up to. I think that's just some dope shit. And I feel like the high caliber players like the Bryce Youngs probably are going to have the, 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 the EA sports type of contracts because they're probably going to be like on the cover of the video game. And that's, that's going to draw people in. So I feel like a couple of people could get the EA money, but not everybody. And the thing is, bro, and they probably not going to do it because that's, that's too many teams. But just think of all the great-ass teams we could have played with, bro, if EA Sports never went away. Like, if NCAA football never went away, because the last one was, what, 2013, 2014? 2014. From 2015 until now? Just imagine all the LSU teams, the Bama teams, the Ohio State teams we could have been playing with. And then they're not going to throw all them old teams on there to, to satisfy us because that's too many teams at that point. But that, that's crazy, bro. Just imagine all the teams we missed out on. That's fire, bro. I'm just ready to play, like, my career once again on that Van video game. Uh, Roll to glory. I'm ready to play that yeah. shit again because I really felt like that was a, a game back then when you started from high school and you moved all, the, uh, moved all the way up. I feel like that was some shit that I gravitated to. All of these games now are, they got to tell a story, and that shit kind of fuck up the purpose of what you're doing. But you're that shit, if they the keep park. The, you feel what I'm saying? Like, that, that, as long as NCAA keeps that together, where you got your own my career, you keep it from high school, I'm going all the way to the NFL, and I can transfer my player over to the NFL, keep that shit in. And also create my own players when I'm creating my, uh, my teams. I'm creating my uh, dynasties. As long as I can create my own players, recruit my 99 overall, I'm cool with that shit because I love that shit as well. Because they should keep it retro, bro. They should not try to make keep NCAA like these in, like these Maddens and these 2K games that we have now to where it's their main focus now with these games is making it so online and so interconnecting. And it's like y'all are getting away from the essence of the game now. Like when people put 2K in, bro. They're not, they don't give a damn about playing Celtics versus Mavs anymore. They don't care about playing actual NBA teams against each other. People put 2K in, they go to the park and play with all their creative players and just play different types of 21 games and this, that, and the third and building their VC points. That has nothing to do with the purpose of 2K. <laughs> and like Madden, Madden has started doing that now too with the yard. They got the yard where you can play 707 and stuff and it's getting away from you know, the thrill of making your own player and doing a, a, um, a campaign mode and all that type of shit. So if NCAA was able to keep, if they had the guts to keep it retro, they'd be the best game out, period. Easily. Easily would be the best game out, bro. So hopefully they do. But this will not be coming out until July of next year. So we will not be seeing it for another year, but still excited. Well, wouldn't it be NCAA 2024? At that point, because they always have to make it the year ahead. Nah, apparently it's going to be 2023. According like, to this, this Madden that's going to come out is going to be Madden 23, and 2K is going to be 2K 23. Damn, you're right. Shit, I don't know. This will say 2K 23, yeah, but I don't, I don't think with the with college basketball, I think um, not college basketball, with college football, it's only for that first year. It doesn't draw. It doesn't oh. go into the other year. You know how NFL starts in like October and ends in February. With college football, it starts in September and ends in December. I think the championship mm -hmm. game could be like early January, but early it's really January. like for that one year. So everything mm -hmm. is done in that year. 
So I think that's how it's always been, honestly. I don't know. I could be tripping, but I feel like that, that does make that does make sense, though. Okay. It does make sense. All right. And moving on to past the ox, man. We got a, a lot of albums to react to. Not a lot of albums, but we got one huge album to react to. And we got Beyonce dropped a single this weekend. I don't know if you watched dropped that or oh, listen to that. Yeah, it was straight. It was straight. straight. Because I was hearing a lot of mixed reviews about it. So I was like, ah, is Beyonce like that? It was, it was straight, bro. Like <laughs> Michelle Obama tweeting talking about we needed this song and all. It was not no, no. <laughs> it was not that type of song, bro. It was a good Beyonce song, and it set the tone for what her album is probably going to be. And like, speaking so of, it, it wasn't people, no, okay. it wasn't no. Oh my gosh, Beyonce's back type of song. It was just mm. like a okay. Like we're ready for the album, like. yeah. And a lot of people said Drake was hearing the whispers of what type of song or what type of album Beyonce was gonna drop, and he said, "Fuck it, I gotta drop this album." And so Drake ended up dropping a dance album, surprised the hell out of everybody who listened to that bitch for the first time. I have not listened to it a second time. I listened to it once and never went back to it. That wow, that, really? shit, that shit blew my mind, bro. That shit blew my mind. I was skipping halfway through half of those tracks, bro. I could not get through the whole song. I'm like, this isn't Drake, bro. This is the, this is not the Drake I wanted to hear. Because we, it because this is the thing. It wasn't, this is, this is, it wasn't for me. <laughs> it, was, it wasn't for me, bro. I, I hear some people saying they fuck with it. That's cool. But this ain't Drake. And I'm hearing so many people saying, oh, y'all asked for Drake to drop something different. When the fuck did we ask for Drake to drop something different? Every album he drops, he has a couple of songs like this on the album anyway. We skip them or we listen to them. Like, we get to choose. But to have a whole album full of these type of tracks? Drizzy knew better than that shit. I know Drizzy said he got a master plan, but fuck no. I ain't, ro- I ain't rolling, bro. I ain't rolling. This was his worst album that he's Clearly. ever dropped. Clearly. I will go ahead and say that. Like, this, this is definitely... Yeah, it's not even I, I don't. It's not even close. I don't know anything that I will put this over. I really don't. Like this is the worst album Drake has dropped, but it's not trash. Like it's it's really not trash. Like I I can sit and listen to this whole thing. Like it's vibes. Like it's vibes, bro. And I think we there's certain artists who we put on pedestals to where we don't allow them to drop anything less than great ass music. This was not an album of great ass music. It was an album of vibes. And I can honestly say after a couple of times of listening to the whole thing, it's a few songs on here that I'm like, hey, this shit do slide. And now that I'm now that I'm understanding the type of music he made with this album and what he's doing, it's a few songs on here. You're giving Drake a pass, bro. You're giving Drake a pass. It's it's his worst shit. It's his worst shit. As far as Drake, of what we know Drake to be, this is his worst project. But as far as a dance album, once we actually look at this and say, okay, we know this is a dance album, let's listen to it from beginning to end, it's not bad. It's not terrible. I it's a few songs on there that I can tell you to listen to again, that I could pick for you to listen to again. You'll be like, okay, this shit's straight. I don't want to listen to that album again. <laughs> I'm honestly, bro, even the last track with Do It 21, bro, I was just like, I, I, I think I actually like that song, but my mood was so blown that I couldn't even enjoy the shit because I was just like, what the fuck did I just listen to for the first 12 tracks? 
Like that song could have been good, but my mood was blown, bro. Somebody made a good point too, bro. This album, and I'm not saying he purposely made it for this reason, but this album can be a bunch of songs that you're gonna hear in hotel lobbies, on elevators, and background music of movies, and and this, that, and the third, or even shows and stuff like this. Album is a bunch of songs like that that you're gonna see in different or hear in different environments. Yeah, like a whole lot of tracks that you hear in your everyday life or see in movies. And you're going to be like, oh, that's that one Drake song that, that was on that album or whatever. Like, I'm not saying he made it on purpose for that, but these are a lot of songs that you can picture with that. And this is, I ain't going to lie, this is an album that might get sampled a lot. In the next couple of years, don't be surprised if y'all hear a lot of samples from this album. Because it's a lot of samples, a lot of sample worthy beats and hooks on this album. I'm not going back, bro. I don't know if it's a, a Drake album close when you talk about like bottom two. Like, I, what would what would you put second worst, bro? Because I think it's like honestly, never mind is all the way down here, and it's like still his second worst is still all the way up oh, yeah. here, bro. It's just like a huge jump, bro. It's like, damn, I just wasn't ready for this shit, bro. I'll just, I'll just admit, I just wasn't ready. I'm telling you, bro. If you I stayed, I stayed, again, I stayed up for, I stayed up till twelve o'clock. To get this Drake? Oh, yeah. Don't get me wrong. I was mad as hell. I was mad as hell (laughs) I stayed up for it. I could have definitely listened to it the next day. So I was mad as hell I stayed up for it. But I feel like once you... In the next couple of days or the next couple of weeks, bro, when you really can sit back and say, okay, I'll try and listen to this a second time, and you really just sit there and vibe to it, you'll be like, okay, this shit ain't... This shit ain't as bad as I thought it was. It's still not that great. It's still not that good, but it ain't as bad as I thought it was. I promise you that's going to be your reaction. How do you feel about people saying that, oh, he dropped this just because Beyonce is going to drop a dance album? Do you feel like he dropped this because, like, oh, he he knew Beyonce was going to have one, so he tried to rush it and put this out? He's never done that in his career, ever. Mm. He's never done that with other rappers he's beefed against. I doubt somebody he's cool with in B, he's like, Oh, I heard B dropping. Let me hurry up and drop. When has Drake ever done that in his career? But ever. he wanted to be known. He wanted to be the first one to do it, though. He probably heard B was going to do it. He's like, oh, let me put my house music out first. But we, have her we be can't second. assume that. We can't assume that. We can't assume that. We None of us had a hint he was dropping any damn thing. So what if this whole time he was planning to drop on but that But Beyonce weekend? just dropped her release. She just rele- dropped her release, like, earlier that week. And then, like, no, two she days made later, a, we hear She made Drake. the announcement. She That's made the saying. announcement earlier. That's what I'm saying. That's but what, what I'm saying. Drake Word probably got around what type of album it was going to be. Drake said, I got to drop mine now. But what if Drake planned to drop before she made the announcement she was dropping, and he just never said anything mm-hmm. until the night before he was going to drop? We're making that assumption. I'm not saying that's not true. I'm just saying we're making the assumption. He's never, he's literally, what, what did he say on Life is Good? Niggas got to move off my release dates. So he's going to say niggas that. Did. Just, niggas to, did. just to move off of somebody else's release date? I, I doubt he's doing that, bro. I doubt he's doing that. <laughs> nah, because when the queen cool. come through, he got he to move back. He he cool with, with B and J, so I doubt he's in a scared way. Now, he, maybe in a marketing way he's probably doing it, but I doubt in a fearful way he's moving off of her release date. Oh, I no, because he, he, would, he would definitely sell more. For sure, he would sell more than B. And he he's dropped, she's dropping like 
what two or three other at this is called at one so she's gonna drop multiple so do you want to drop before she goes on her rampage or you want to drop in the middle of a beyonce rampage that's what that's my point he said i gotta drop this shit now before she go crazy but i don't think that's fearful i think that's just that's just being smart it's like would you rather drop in the middle of somebody dropping a bunch of projects or would you rather drop before or after as as being the best artist in the game, should you be worried about it? Not yeah. not when you know you're dropping probably your worst project ever. Like you're definitely not dropping that. And he knows that, bro. Like he knows that shit. He had and, to have known that, bro. Cause he was expecting he, criticism for that. He's talked with Cole before about this and everything. He he's talked with people and he's probably telling people, look, I know they're not gonna like this when I drop it. But over and I think he knows, bro, over time. People are gonna adjust to it, and he said that by Certified Lover Boy. He told people Certified Lover Boy, "Look, y'all might not really like this when it first drops, but over time and listening, y'all are gonna be like, damn, this shit is." Niggas was fucking with CLB okay. immediately though, but not not the way we expected, bro. Not the way we expected. It was definitely people saying C- CLB was mid when that shit dropped. It was a lot of people saying that shit was mid, but I think and a lot of people time, are saying that shit anyway, just to be the first reaction. And he, that clip of, I don't know if you see me retweet that on Twitter, but in 2018, when he was getting ready to drop Scorpion, it was an interview where he said that he was like, we live in a time now where you just have to be willing to be vulnerable for those first couple weeks because people just want to have the first reaction. People just want to have the funniest comment and say trash, this shit mid, like it's not good. He falling off. And then two, three weeks later, you get honest opinions about what you dropped at that point. And I guarantee you, later into the summer or damn near at the end of the year, people are gonna have a whole different tone about honestly, never mind. You see people, I see people now saying, damn, that shit ain't as bad as I thought it was on the first night. I see people saying that now, and it's a it ain't even been a full week. So imagine by the end of the year, people are like, damn, honestly, never mind was really like a six out of ten instead of a three. Like <laughs> <laughs> I'm not wrong. Biggest giving it a three now. It's getting a three now, but by the end of the year, people gonna say that shit was low key a six. I just don't see the vision, bro. I can I can agree with you that that shit probably is happening, but I just can't see myself going back listening to that album, bro. And because he sold two thirty. He, huh? he was projected to sell two thirty within his first week of sales. So by Friday, if he sells around two hundred thirty copies, mm. that's the highest selling dance album of all time. First week, yeah. Well, no promo. <laughs> that's With crazy no promo. Shit. No promo. And that's one of his lowest. All. That's one of his lowest, if not his his lowest sales ever in his whole career. First week. So mm-hmm. your lowest sales is still record breaking in a whole different genre. Facts. That's crazy. That's crazy. <laughs> that's crazy. That just tells you how big Drake is in general, though, bro. That he's the only person I think is allowed to do this shit, and we just like. All right, Drake, drop your next one so we can forget about this one. We're not going <laughs> to cancel you for this trash shit. We're just ready for the next one. Because I heard that this is like someone that he's just just wanted to get off, but he's going mm-hmm. to drop another one later in the year. So it's like, scary I'm still, three coming out. Yeah, so I'm like, I'm, I'm looking forward to that one. Like, I ain't going to listen to this one again. This one felt like the album of throwaways. Remember when we were saying that shit about Dark Lane demo tapes? No, this was the album of throwaways. That's how that shit felt to me, bro. Oh, my God, bro. This is the album of throwaways. It was just hard to listen to, bro. It really was. God damn. And uh, I don't know if you got anything else on the album. No, I I think it's like a a 6 out of 10. It's straight. Bro, it's definitely some songs on here that are vibes for real. I'll tell you the songs that are vibes, and then you can do what you wish with those. 
All right, then we got uh, we already talked about Beyonce. Beyonce dropping an album on July 29th. I'm seeing a lot of people excited for that. I'm honestly not the biggest Beyonce fan, I don't go all Google Gaga for her, truthfully. But I see a lot of people excited. How, how do you feel? Uh, yeah, I'm definitely part of the Beehive. I'm not one of those crazy Beehive people, <laughs> but um, <laughs> I'm definitely part of the Beehive. I'm excited. Uh, we ain't had a Beyonce album, I mean, like a real Beyonce yeah. album. I ain't talking about that. Um, Lion King album and all that. I mean, like a real. <laughs> I mean, like a real Beyonce album. Lemonade was the last one. Lemonade, Lemonade was the last one. So it's been like what four or five years, basically. Mm-hmm. So um, I'm excited for it. I don't think the whole album is gonna sound like of uh, the song. I forgot the title of the song, "Break Your Spirit" or something like that. Mm-hmm. I don't think the whole album is gonna sound like that. I'm I'm hoping not because. It's been four or five years. I don't think we want to dance Beyonce album right now. I think we want some real singing. So, for sure, for sure. And uh, what you got for past the arc song of the week? I'm gonna give you one of the songs right now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, damn, it's a tie between a keeper and calling my name off. Of Honestly, never mind. That shit is crazy. And I got that Just Say That by Duke Deuce and Glorilla. That shit go crazy. I don't know if y'all listen to uh, Duke Deuce that much, but he makes nothing but 106 and Park type of music, bro. Like, Fire. if that shit was still around today, he would be on that shit multiple times. Like, that nigga makes bangers, bro. That nigga For makes real. bangers. Definitely shout out to go, uh, Glorilla, too. And moving on to movie and show reviews. Got some movie news. Got a couple of things. Jon Snow spinoff. And I don't know if you watch Game of Thrones. You watch Game of Thrones? Hell no. Do not watch Game of Thrones, but there will be a spinoff on Jon Snow. Y'all know how Jon Snow ended it. He ended up walking away from being the king of the north. He ended up walking away from being the king of the seven kingdoms. He ended. I think he just took a boat somewhere. I think he just ended up selling off. Or he went back to the Night's Watch was the end of uh, his storyline. So I don't know how the spinoff is going to go, but I, it's in production right now. Definitely excited to see it because we're seeing so many different Game of Thrones spinoffs. We got uh, House of Dragons coming back with the Targaryens. We got a Jon Snow spinoff. And I see they got like four more that are like being talked about right now where like so many different aspects of the show. There's so many different ways that you can break into it. But one thing I really hope for with this show is that we get Arya. Arya has to be in this show to really captivate my interest in it because I think her and John's dynamic was just so dope to me. Jon Snow is already a good character, but I don't know if he can carry the show for real. Add in Arya and I'll be tuned in for sure, but definitely excited for this show for sure. And moving on to some other news, we have Marilyn Monroe movie is coming soon. It's with the same girl that played in Knives Out. I always blink on her name. Little Hispanic yeah, chick. Yeah, I, I do too. Yeah, Mar- Mar- Maria something, but she started, she's getting bigger and bigger because I'm seeing her in way more shit. She was just in that one movie with uh Ben Affleck, Deeper, not too long ago, so yeah. she's getting a lot of traction in this community. But the Marilyn Monroe, Monroe movie will be on Netflix, and uh, I don't know what it will really dive into, but I'm just interested to see the perspective because I don't think we really see it yet. Just, yeah, I'm just interested to see because all I know is Marilyn Monroe is this beautiful person who was like the the face of beauty for the decade the decade or two that she was alive and in fame 
you know, so she she's known as being one of the most beautiful women of all time, one of the biggest movie slash show people of all time. So I'm just I'm um ready to just get a look into her life and just see how her career started and what happened during her career and all of that. So yeah, so I'm trying to currently look up what the hell this movie is. Anna D. Anna D. Armis is the the name of the actress. Mm. Uh, that dad ringer for bye. She said the biopic dives into the divide between the Maryland we remember her as and the lonely tortured woman she was behind the scenes. So it will give you a lot more than what you heard about Marilyn Monroe being with the president and everything else. It will tell you about the torment she had just dealing with all of the pressure of being this like one of the most beautiful women alive, the pressure that comes with that. You know what I'm saying? So like I said, that's dope to see. Because honestly, it's not coming from her perspective. I guess it's like people next to her or close to her, like how they reacted to the pressure. But I think it's just something uh, different that I haven't seen before. So I think it's dope. Mm-hmm. And moving on to upcoming movie and show reviews. Yeah, so we just recorded for episode three for Miss Marvel. If you haven't seen our episode one and two reactions, go ahead and check those out. Episode three's reaction will be up very soon, hopefully within the next day or two. Uh, I just watched Hustle, so we could do a review on Hustle, ah. Adam, the Adam Sandler movie. That movie was fire. Uh, we got to do everything, everywhere, all at once. Uh, Thor, Love, and Thunder, you guys, that comes out in, what, two weeks now? So we got a couple more Damn, weeks that's, before we that's do beginning that. of July? Yeah, July 8th. Damn, okay. And uh, whenever we can, we could just do this Avatar 1 movie review so we can prep for Avatar 2 at the end of the year. I definitely want to dive into that avatar for sure. And it's 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 some movies on HBO Max and and uh and Netflix I want to dive into too. It's some there's some nice shit that I've been seeing on there that we could definitely dive into in terms of reviews to just I want to see Spiderhead. I ain't Spiderhead is another one. I see Spiderhead just came out with uh Journey Smollett them. So that's another yeah. one that we could do too. So it's some more that we're gonna dive into when it comes to Netflix. I feel, I feel like we just been reviewing Marvel recently. So we're just gonna mm-hmm. break out of that little trend with some Netflix and some HBO Max shit. But definitely keep in tune with us. But Edgar, you can hit up with the social media. You can follow us on Twitter at QE Podcast One. You can follow us on Instagram at QANDE Podcast. You can follow and like our Facebook page and subscribe to our YouTube at Q and sign E podcast. And our Gmail is Q A N D E podcast at gmail.com. Yes. And you can subscribe to all of our Q and E media pages. Instagram is Q A N D E media. Twitter is Q E media and definitely subscribe to the Q A Q and media Q and E media page. That is Q A N D E media. And definitely subscribe to all of our podcast platforms. We're on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. Definitely appreciate you guys for listening and watching. And we out. Peace.